Hello, and welcome to the Odessa First Assembly podcast. My name is Tony, and I'm the Digital Ministry Manager here at OFA. Today we have a special episode for you as we celebrate Mother's Day. On this day, we had the privilege of hearing a powerful message titled, What It Means to Be a Woman of God, from our very own Pastor Angela Starnes. In her message, Pastor Angela delves into the unique call and purpose that God has for women. She explores the qualities of a woman who walks in God's strength, grace, and love. We believe that this message will encourage and inspire not only mothers, but also women of all ages and stages of life. So without further ado, let's listen to Pastor Angela Starnes as she shares her heart and wisdom on what it truly means to be a woman of God. So there are a lot of lies circulating out there in attempts to answer some basic questions. So it's kind of like we're swimming around in this game of two truths and a lie in our world right now. Um, what is a woman? What is it a, what's a Christian? And there are a lot of questions that may come to your mind that you're thinking, yeah, there's a lot of lies out there right now. And so... Um, We're going to talk about what it's like to be a woman of God. And I want to say kind of what Paul said, not that I've already attained everything and don't think that I think I have got it all figured out, but the Bible does say for the older women to teach the younger women. And since I passed 50 this last year, I'm guessing I'm starting to get into the other side that I can teach some younger women. So um, anyway, so hopefully we'll all learn something today and grow in our knowledge. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you for those that are watching online. We thank you for um, just our community of believers here. Lord, we thank you for the rain. And Lord, we just ask you to continue pouring out that rain. And so many times what's happening in in the physical realm is also happening in the spiritual realm. So we ask you, Lord, to pour out in this place today. And for those that are listening, that they would be, they would receive that reign of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're going to start out, we have a, a couple of texts. Um, we're going to read some from Genesis chapter 1 and 2, and then we're going to read some from Ephesians 4. Um, so if you want to have your Bibles handy, and then we'll have a few scriptures that we're just going to read um, we'll click real quickly, but if you want to turn to these, from the very beginning of the scripture of the Bible, it begins to lay out what a woman of God is. And so what we can always count on is that the Bible is going to be the absolute truth, that it's, it doesn't change. It doesn't change with culture. Um, and so what we can do, and, and did you know that the Bible is the most, it's the most popular book of all times. It's also so reliable that we have so many um, portions of scripture that, I mean, go way, way, way back, thousands and thousands of years. We can trust the Bible, and it is true. And so in the very beginning, we're going to look in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to begin with verse 27, and I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit, but Genesis 1:27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And verse 31, then God looked over all that he had made and saw that it was very good. Everybody just say, this is very good. <laughs> this is very good. Then the Lord said, um, then I'm going to skip over to Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 18. 
Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Verse 19, So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds from the sky. He brought them to see the man and to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. I'm going to kind of skip down. Okay, so, but there was still no helper, Verse the end of verse 20. There was still no helper just right for him. Verse 21, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a man or made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this is the bone, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This is why a, woman, a man leaves his father and mother and he is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. So the first thing I, we take from this passage is that a woman of God, so we obtain truth from the Bible. Um, our truth comes from the Bible. That's the first, the first step that we have. In the Bible, um, in the scripture, it says that... Um, that he is truth. The Bible is truth, but also Jesus is truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So the Bible is my source to learn truth. In our culture, where so many questions are being asked, um, and many questions are being answered incorrectly, we can know that as a woman of God, we are created by God, and we are created in the image of God. Isn't that amazing? It's not just that man that was created in the image of God, but he created woman in the image of God. And so as he created us the way we are, he created us. Um, when you were born and you, the doctor said, it's a boy, it's a girl. I mean, that was from, actually the Bible even says in, in, your, in your mother's womb that God created you. So... Um, so as a woman of God, we're going to obtain our truth from the Bible. And then as, um, you know, that's, I know that's, I'm being so foundational, but I want you to understand what scripture says, because they, our students, our, our, um, our kids are being told a lot of things, and they need to know why we believe this. It's not because we're just making it up and we're just saying it because what we want to say, but it's from the scripture. And so as foundational as it is, I want you to hear this. And the next thing I want to share today is a woman of God is part of the body of Christ and is a maturing believer. So in this script, in this passage, it says that, that um, God saw that man did not need to be alone. And now I could be cynical and say, um, yep. Men needed help, so he created women, right? <laughs> um, or, um, but at the same time, we realize that we are actually in interdependent. We are not independent. I, as much as I want to say I may be an independent woman, and many of us may have said that, but the reality is we are interdependent people. God created us for a community. He created us for family. Um, he did not create us to be alone. So the man did not was not going to be alone. Um, God created woman, and so a, a man is not independent either. Um, we read that. Um, well, so so we are interdependent. We are needed. You are needed. I am needed. 
We need you, you need us. I was thinking about a family, about um, maybe you're a, maybe you're an aunt or uncle or a grandpa or a brother or a sister. Um, you have a role in your family. You also have a role in your community, maybe in your community at work. Um, you have different roles, but you are needed. You're needed in that. And you're also needed in the body of Christ. This is kind of representative of that. In the body of Christ, the church, we need you and you need us. Um, I'm going to read in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body and many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. So why do you need me and why do I need you? Because as um, followers of Jesus, so, so we, we learn the foundation, but we also need to become mature believers. So, um, you know, I'm thinking of when, um, when I was 14, I was, uh, there, was, there were some, some adults that were saying that I was very mature for my age. And I loved that. Oh, my goodness. I loved that they were saying I was very mature for my age. Now, I, the ones I could not convince of that is my parents. Like, I thought since I was mature for my age, I should be able to date. I was 14, right? And so I thought I had things figured out. But my parents knew me better than everybody else did. See, they lived with me. And so they knew that I may have been following Jesus and I might have been, you know, nice person, all that kind of stuff, but I was not mature for my age. <laughs> I still had a lot of growing to do. As believers, as women of God, and as people of God, we still have some growth to do, and we need each other to do that. And you know who, one of the ones that, that helped me with my growth, um, spiritually and in every other way, is my mother. My mother helped me a lot um, to grow in maturity, um, in like script, in in the Bible knowledge, um, but also we need the body of Christ. We need um, sometimes big sisters that will come alongside of us in the Lord and say, "Okay, listen, buddy, <laughs> I got to tell you some things." Um, we need that. We need the body of Christ. I'm going to read about what the what. Um, okay. Um, Sorry, I want to read about, it's in Ephesians chapter 4, if you want to turn there too. Um, but before, so in the family of God, when you're talking about the body of Christ, and I love, I love that the, the, what the scripture that we just read about how each of our, of our functions are different in Christ's body. We have many parts, but we all belong to each other. And one part talks about, actually, can I say to the hand, I don't need you, all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking about this. I thought, you know, as a body of Christ, if, if, um, if we can't see, if we're having a hard time seeing, then spiritually speaking, the body of Christ, somebody else can tell us what we are not seeing. Does that make sense? Like they can help us, like when we can't see, they help us see. That's the body of Christ. Sometimes we can't hear, like we're missing something. We can't hear what's, what we're supposed to hear, but, but someone else in the body of Christ is gonna help us to be able to hear. 
there are times that we don't think we can take another step. And then someone in the body of Christ helps us to walk out that next step. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. We belong to each other. We're here for each other. That's the body of Christ. So Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about in every new wind of teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. It sounds like our little game. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is going to seem like maybe a little rabbit trail right now. But I want to make a clear point because, man, this passage, I think that we could actually memorize this whole thing and just get so much out of it. Um, a woman of God builds up others. In this culture um, that this lie is circulating about belittling others, that, that we have to be um, the dominant one, there's this, this thing about toxic masculinity and being called sexist, and all of these things that are um, really not, there's no place for a woman of God to, u- to use this, this kind of behavior. Um, you know what we used to call being a gentleman? The culture has tried to, to turn that. As a woman of God, I'm telling my son and anyone who will listen, don't change. Keep doing it. Keep opening doors. I'll tell you that, right? Keep opening doors. Keep treating them with respect, even when they won't even walk through the door because you're holding it open. As women and girls, let's build up others. Let's show our appreciation for guys and men in our lives when they carry something heavy for us. Don't join into this thing that we have to tear them down. They've, already, they've had a, enough of a beating, okay? Like, we don't have to speak that over them. What we can do as women of God, we can stand up, we can speak up, we can speak up in truth. And sometimes, yes, we have to speak truth in love um, in, in different situations. But what we can do is be different from the world. We're, we're not, you know, the, the I guess the... The bullying mentality of, you know, one is bullied and so then they bully others. And maybe, maybe they have had a bad deal. Maybe, maybe what they've gone through 
um, different people have gone through is unfair, and maybe they have seen some some very um, bad behavior and bad examples in men in their lives. But what you what we can do as people of God is we can show them a different way. We can show them that we value each other, that there's no one that's above or below or better or worse, and we don't have to be um, we don't have to have that that kind of um, the way we talk, this scripture is very clear to not slander, not use harsh words, but to build each other up and to forgive each other just as Christ has forgiven us, to let our words be good and helpful. And so um, as we are maturing, we're, we, are, um, we should be maturing in our, in our walk with the Lord. And I shouldn't be the same now spiritually that I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago, um, I should be growing in my walk. And, and so the way we're going to do that is through our community with each other, through um, scripture, that being our foundation. And then there's one more thing that I want to share, that a woman of God is empowered by the Holy Spirit. I love throughout scripture. You know, it's so many times I'll be reading scripture and I'm like, Man, that doesn't sound like toxic masculinity to me. That's awesome because it's value. God showed value to everyone, showed value to women and to men. Um, so uh, you might start saying that as you're reading through scriptures, like, man, that doesn't sound like dominance or, or harshness at all. Um, not with the Lord. But a woman of God is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Not from herself. I don't get power because of me. I am powerless on my own. I don't get power from putting others down. I don't get power from politics. My position. I don't get power from any other person. I get my power. I get my strength from the Holy Spirit. That is it. That is it. As men of God too, you get your power, not from dominating someone else, not from putting someone else down, not from anything political, only from the Holy Spirit. That is it. And I love this scripture. Whenever in Acts chapter 1, um, in the upper room, Jesus had told them to to um, wait, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses um, in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He said that you would receive power. And guess who was present in that room? There were men and there were women. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit empowered them. So they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, a little bit, a little bit when uh, Peter stands up and he's, all these thousands of people have gathered and they're like going, what is going on in that place? And he tells them, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people, all people, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That is a Holy Spirit filled man or woman, when we are spirit-filled, when the Holy Spirit empowers us, we say things that we could never come up with on our own. 
a lot of times, it, or it's usually scripture. In that moment, when that girl asked me, like, what's it like? I was like, how do I sum up an entire Bible in two minutes? Well, I don't, but, I, but the Lord gave me a couple of things that I could tell her that I think maybe just was right where she was. The Holy Spirit empowers us as, um, as women of God and as being spirit-filled, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to teach our kids, to teach um, people around us. Because let me tell you, I have three awesome kids. <laughs> and I, for, I should have shouted out to them. <laughs> Chase is going to be graduating from high school this, this Friday. And he graduated from his two-year associates yesterday. But he skipped out on that because Shaylee graduated from Texas Tech yesterday. Guns up. Woohoo! <laughs> and um, she is pursuing ministry. And um, Chase is also going to be um, going to Bible college, pursuing ministry. So they're going to both be preparing for ministry in this next year, next few years. Um, Kaylee is in ninth grade and um, just about to finish that. And God is really using her. And so, um, but we need the Holy Spirit because even my own three kids that are raised in the same house, they need different things at different times. And sometimes, like, this, this person doesn't have a lot of wisdom up here, okay? And, um, there, well, speaking of truths and lies, there was a lie circulating not long ago. Taylor Thompson, if you're watching. Uh, no. <laughs> no, he, he was... He was under this truth serum, apparently, when he was under anesthesia, and he was... He was saying, she just loves people. She just, or just all these nice things. And then he says, but her brain is so scattered. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know how to take this. So it's like really nicely packaged, but oh my goodness. Anyway, um, but, but sometimes, like we don't always know what to say. Like when we're given that opportunity to talk to somebody about the Lord, we don't have it all figured out, but Jesus does. And the Holy Spirit empowers us in that moment to be a witness for him. He knows exactly what they need. And when we are full of the Holy Spirit, he will flow through us. And we need that with our families. We need that with, with everyone. Does anybody agree with that? Like, you're just, it's just not cutting it with just you, right? I mean, <laughs> we make a lot of mistakes on our own. But man, what God can do in those, in those moments. Like, and I want to tell you, if you have adult kids and maybe they're not serving the Lord, same thing goes. Like the Holy Spirit can give you the words to say in those moments because sometimes we just don't know what to say anymore, right? But the Holy Spirit can give us the power. So as people of God, as women of God, being full of the Holy Spirit, that is... Oh, that's the best thing I could ever give you advice for to do. So as we are going to get ready to close, and I know I was very short-winded today. That doesn't always happen, does it? <laughs> um, Shaylee, would you go ahead and come on up, and y'all, whoever's going to help you. Um, we're going to get ready and, and kind of close with some time of prayer. 
But I know it's so, it's so basic, but I've just thought for, for quite a while, I've thought, man, we've got to be teaching our, our kids and our students that are in our world, in our lives, whether it's your you know, family or, or friends, we've got to be teaching them the truth of God's word because that's the only way they're going to be able to recognize the lies if they know truth. And that's why we start so young with teaching them God's word. Um, when they learn, and it's so amazing how something they learn in junior Bible quiz when they're little kids, and then they get older and something comes across their path and they're like, when does life begin? In the womb, of course. That's what the Bible says. They know exactly what to say because they know God's word. So just like some of you knew the truths and lies really easily earlier, when you know God's word, and then when you are maturing in your walk, when you are connected with a body of believers, and when you are full of the Holy Spirit, you are not going to go astray. You're going to be able to stand in, the, in truth throughout all of it. So this morning, as, um, and you can go ahead. This morning we're going to, I just, I just want to give everybody an opportunity to just respond. And we all come from different, different walks, different places. We may be in different places in our, in our faith today. But I'm really hoping that, that you maybe you've been reminded of something or that maybe you've taken something, maybe a nugget of something. And, um, but before we could do anything else, I want to just let you know that Jesus loves you that when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. That's, there's, there's another lie circulating that says there are many ways, you know, it's all just the same God. It's, we're just finding our way in this whole thing and we're just kind of figuring it out. I, I got my way. I got my way of doing things. You know, have you, you know what I'm talking about? Just kind of like, um, Many of you students know exactly what I'm talking about because people will say, I, no, I, I'll do my way, you do your way. You know, we're all doing it the same, it's all, it's all good. Well, Jesus was very clear that I, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus is the only one only one in all of history that came down from heaven and he came to reconcile us to God no one else did that he went to the cross and he said it is finished he forgave before we were even born he had already offered us forgiveness way back then he had already had the plan because he knew we were going to mess up he knew we were going to need reconciliation, and he didn't want that. God did not want that. He wanted us reconciled to God. And so he came to this earth. He was a perfect, sinless, fully man, fully God. And he died on the cross for our sins, but he rose again. And at that point, that's when they knew, oh, he is who he said he is. He is the Son of God. He is the one that takes away the sin of the world. He is the one that's worth living for and He's the one that was worth dying for. And so today, 
maybe the Holy Spirit's drawing you. Maybe you haven't had um, the opportunity to really know Him. Maybe you don't have all the answers yet. Maybe you're just, but something inside of you is drawing you in to know Jesus, drawing you close. The, the, um, the scripture says that it's His kindness that leads us to repentance. And so He's drawing us, He's drawing us into Him. And so today, if you are wanting that reconciliation to God, you want to ask Him to be the Lord of your life, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that. Would everybody just stand? Thanks for tuning in to the Odessa First Assembly podcast. If you've enjoyed today's message, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media for updates and inspirational content throughout the week. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Odessa First AG. And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our Sunday morning services at 10.30 a.m. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Odessa First Assembly podcast.